Hello Black, episode 126, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you tap into the last few episodes that we had. You know, we had Jaleel Mutakim on our last one talking about Free Palestine and Frolling On Forward, the front for the liberation of the new African nation. Talked about self-government for the new African, right, for new African liberation, national liberation. You feel me? If we truly want independence from this settler-colonial state, we want complete emancipation, we want complete independence through the formation of the Republic of New Africa. So tap in. We got content. <laughs> scroll. You can scroll and scroll. You feel me? Where we got a lot of episodes, you know, to listen to, re-listen to, you know what I'm saying? Of studying is a constant thing. Listen to an episode a couple times, you know what I'm saying? Go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash hellblackpod. Go to Spotify, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, subscribe, you know, support the real. Tell a friend to tell a friend. I think our last episodes have been some of our best, if I don't say so myself. I felt really good about them, so hopefully they sounded well. And the people, I know the the Jaleel one that just dropped, super informative. I also think the one before that, um, was that what's in the name? Was the one before that? No, that was self-government for New African oh, yeah. Liberation. Yeah, phase three. And what's three. in the name was 123. Yeah, so I think those last three are some of my favorites. Uh, so yeah, definitely tap into 123, 124, and 125. Hella Black Pod. Do we have any Black Joys we supposed to share? Yeah, there's some Black Joy on, on our Patreon. As always, you know, so make share sure. your Black Joy. Your Black Joy. Share your joy. I think if someone reached out, where, I don't know where to share it, you know. I think they, they messaged it to us, but you could drop it on the uh, you could drop it on uh, the comment, you feel me, or the messages wherever you is and you know, I'll start with the joy. This ain't necessarily black joy, but I'll read it off uh, from somebody. Um, and then also in the comment, you know, if we want, if you want your name, we'll, we'll put your name. But I ain't say nobody names because you know, you know, people don't want their name to be out there and whatnot. Um, this person said, "I'm joyful for having been at my new job for about six weeks, and that I woke up today breathing. Big blessed." Yes, sir. I'm doing well. Next one. We got some more joy, you know, so keep keep sharing that joy so we can just have five five minutes of joy. We can feed off your joy. <laughs> uh, shoot, where's this one at? Patreon app kind of uh, weird. Joy, getting reactivated. Shout out to you, getting reactivated and finding joy in that reactivation. You know, but yeah, that's the two. So continue to share your joy. Go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash hellblackpod. You feel me? You could tweet your joy at us at hellblackpod. You could drop it on the Instagram comment at hellblackpod, you know, engage with us, you know, because we just talking to each other on those microphones. We know y'all listening, but, you know, engage with us too. You feel me? Yeah, help us, you know, continue to the Hella Black podcast community exists for one because it's the new african community and all the supporters of the new africans so the the it exists even outside of this podcast but we know we have some folks that actually tap in with the the episodes especially when you hear things that like people on cadres are referencing episodes i'm like oh people actually listen to this or i ask somebody like do you listen to podcasts it was like well i listen to yours i'm like oh well that's not why i was asking you but that's because <laughs> i was about to put you on something that i just discovered um but yeah so we got our listeners Take a little couple of seconds out your day to continue to help us build the community just by sharing your black joy. Yeah. You got some joy? Some black joy you trying to share? Yeah. I, uh, I mean, today I, I had a 
struggle of a workout just because I had to. Me and you was talking about Bay Area's public. What what we call lack of public infrastructure? Yeah, lack of public infrastructure. Where it's not like specifically in Oakland, and I guess like the surrounding cities like Berkeley. um, It's just not a lot of like fields and stuff that people have access to be able to use. I remember that even when I was playing football, and I'll come home for the summer and want to train. You know, you drive up to remember when Cal had the turf field? I don't know if they still got that. Like right above the, uh, not the new one, but you know the one above the parking lot, not the new parking lot, but the old parking lot, closer to uh, Underhill by the by the Afro floor and all that shit. Remember that field? Are you that talking about right? the rugby field? That's the rugby field. Yeah, uh, up like um, like the same block as Cream. It's like just up the oh, street. Oh, uh, Underhill. You talking about Underhill? Yeah, like yeah. trying to go there and it being yeah. closed or. Intramural yeah. soccer, you yeah, feel yeah, me? Yeah, and then yeah. driving to the Gilman Fields and youth soccer, you feel me? And then going to Berkeley High, all the fields closed. Going to Cal, the track I, is closed. I remember closed. during COVID, brothers, we was trying to hop over that. We was hopping over that fence to get into Berkeley High Field. They yeah. was getting kicked out. Like, bro, we just over here trying to. And that's why I was like, football, being a football player in the Bay Area, as much talent as we produce, is it's insane. Because it's unless you got a direct connection to your school, that's constantly keep like. It's you go really, back to your high school to work out. On you know, field it'd be, you know it'd be hard still, to find places to work out. And so today I wanted to do some uh, on the field stuff just because, you know, I got a little shoulder problem and I can't do Muay Thai as much as I would like to. Uh, so I drove to like three different fields, but all of them was closed. <laughs> and I ended up. I know you was in that car like. <laughs> but I've been, bro, I'm, on my Nkrumah policies of positive action. You feel me? And positive thought. I'm really trying, bro. I swear. <laughs> like I'm trying my best. And so I'm like, okay. Whatever's for me today is gonna be is gonna happen. I'm gonna just keep searching until I can't no more. Of course, I have this window, and if I can't make it in this window, I just can't do it because I got to get back to work. Um, but I ended up, you know, going to a track. It was you know, sun's out. I got to I ran two miles. It was I was happy with that. But so that's I guess that's one thing I'm feeling joyous about right now. What about you? Sure, I uh, we uh, I went on a motorcycle ride. That was nice. I ain't really been uh been able to ride as much as I used to or like to, but you know that, that was good to get out there. Sun was shining, you know. I went to the spot that had some uh, halal beef ribs. You know what I'm saying? Where that's it? It's uh it's out the way. Uh it's Fremont. Yeah, I think it was in Fremont. Um, I ain't gonna name the spot. <laughs> they ain't paying me, but uh, <laughs> they must not be black. No, black spot. I don't think it was, but it was like, I don't They say like, oh, they use African spices or some shit. I don't know. I guess the whole world do. But <laughs> it was, yeah. That's one thing, you know, uh, I, I ain't eat, I don't have any pork for years now, but I miss ribs. So <laughs> to find halal beef ribs, that was a push. I haven't had ribs in a long time either. That's one thing. That's, That's one though. thing I do miss. <laughs> ribs, good, good, some good ribs. Whew. But beef ribs, it's hard, it's hard to find beef ribs too. Hard to find some good ones. They got them at uh, Smoking Woods. And at, uh, well, I'm what's this? To find Hawaii ones too, yeah, though. That's yeah. like, I'm thinking Mietieta and Berkeley. They got beef ribs. Yeah. But no, that's what's up. Getting back on that bike, I know that's a good feeling. Yeah, it's like a meditation. Yeah. So I was, was fine. Share y'all black joy because, you know, although all these days can be super heavy. And even with today's episode, you know, we're going to be talking about some heavy stuff, but it's important that amongst the struggle, we still find joy. We was watching that, uh, the Eritrean Liberation Front, like mini doc, and you see, like, even in the midst of active, being uh, bombed, active combat, combat, they still singing, 
dancing, playing with the kids, playing cards at any given moment, knowing that you know the fascists may strike, or the uh, the Ethiopian army, the Ethiopian army being backed by fascists might strike. You know, we still got to live, and I think that's a that was watching that documentary was just super humbling for myself. And now I'm just like, all right, again, even amongst our own struggle and plight, you know, yeah, you gotta yeah. just find some joy. Find joy. Find joy for sure. And just seeing uh, the contradictions of, you know, certain nations as well. I think that was something that, you know, you, you always hear, or especially around the Soviet Union is always like, leftists always praising, like, the Soviet Union was supporting the dirt <laughs> that was bombing Eritrea. Soviet uh, Cuba was supporting the Derg. <laughs> you feel me? That was bombing Eritrea, and that's why you gotta just not speaking things as speaking things in absolutes. You know what they say: dialectics, all things have contradictions within them, right? Plus, and some positives and some negatives to all things. Yeah, uh, and that's why well, we shout out to the Eritrean people, man, resilient people. Yes, sir. Like all Africans, you know what I'm saying. Um, if you haven't already. We wrote a piece, uh, People's Programs, a piece addressing the mass shooting that happened uh, this past Saturday, May 14th, in uh, Buffalo. Definitely want to just start by uh, sending our condolences and, and naming the folks, sending our condolences to all those that were impacted uh, by this white supremacist, neo-Nazi uh, attack, and just uh, speak the names of the folks who, who passed. As a result of this uh, neo-Nazi, uh, Aaron Salter, Ruth Whitfield, Pearly Young, Catherine Massey, Deacon Hayward Patterson, Cel Celestine Cheney, Roberta Drury, Margus Morrison, Andre McNeil, and Geraldine Talley. Uh, forgive me if I mispronounce any names, but just wanted to lift their spirits up, their names up, understanding that this is a reminder of what happened in, in Buffalo, right? This is a reminder of a the the war against new Africans, right? Against black people, the genocide of new Africans. Yeah. Um, yeah I want to send my love too, yeah. man. You know, it's love and condolences and duas and prayers from to a law that we belong and to a law we ultimately return. And God willing, we could, you know, have justice in this life. It's that's gonna the come. best way it's going to come. Gonna it ain't going to be immediate, but, you know, that's what we're building towards is, is true justice. For all the people slain mm -hmm. by this white supremacist, fascist, neo-Nazi system, and we uh we wrote this piece as a means to try to ground people again in this reality of the war, the war on New Africans, the genocide of New Africans, and what it will take for us to uh, put an end to this, put an end to this violence that we have been subjugated to. Uh, too often, right, you get people who I think mean well, uh. And some who don't mean well in terms of like telling black folks to go arm themselves. And I've said reaction. I've said things in reaction to you know like how I'm feeling in the in the moment. Like we we do need to be armed, but there is. I've been reactionary around this too. Yeah, so definitely. There, there is truth to it, right? But when you understand yeah. the, the organized process, the the organized fascist regimes that you're up against, the organized vigilantes and militias that we're going to be up against. Uh, it is not enough just for us to be armed. We in fact have to, we in fact have to be armed and organized, which is why we make the call for um, the building of revolutionary cadre organizations and the uniting of them under the auspice of Frolinon, right? Spe specifically for uh, New Africans, specifically for Black folks, right? Uh, Frolinon being the front for the liberation of the New African nation. We need to organize uh, ourselves as individuals, de de decolonize our minds, right, uh, and then organize our communities 
through the through political education, through these programs for decolonization, and then ultimately unify all these different cadres, all these different communities across the nation to form the front uh, for liberation of the new African nation. And so that's what we tried to ground folks in because feel me, it's a lot going on, and and um, there are going to be people who are going to prey on our uh, natural our natural emotional response and either you know talk us in circles as as it pertains to the means of uh, you know, reform and more black cops or tougher gun laws or more police on the streets or just getting armed when it's like, okay, what happens after getting armed? And what happens after getting armed is political education to understand the system that you're up against in its armed, organized armed struggle. Right? Hey, and that's what we're trying to ground folks in. Because even just the call to get armed, like, that isn't even a dialectical process in itself. Because what is the good of just arming people without uh, ideological training? You feel me? You're creating somebody who's going to be reactionary. What is good is just arming somebody. All right, now you got a weapon, but you don't know how to use it. You ain't ever trained with it. You know what I'm saying? So you can literally be a threat to yourself and people you love unknowingly. You feel me? Because arms ain't no toys. <laughs> arms mm -hmm. ain't no toys. that They're violent, you know, and they have the potential to, to end somebody's life. You know what I mean? So it just can't be reactionary and responsive. You feel me? The goal of the revolutionary is to always be dialectical and our response and our analysis and how we build forward because if we just revolution isn't just something that's going to pop off you feel me it ain't just this uh, one-time event that is a spur of a moment we in me? it right now and it's process it's a process to it <laughs> like we if this is part of the revolution motherfuckers senseless killings the people responding and then it's important what we really trying to ground people in is bro Especially the folks who are on like the quote unquote left, right, online presenting themselves as what, as what Nkrumah would call the intelligista, right? Like, if we understand the the intellectual as the person who's supposed to ideologically build the worker, ideologically build the uh, outlaw, the people outside of society, quote unquote outside of society, um, those specific people need to start building revolutionary cadre organizations. Like, period. All the folks who clearly have an understanding uh, through the rhetoric that they push. They seem to have an understanding. I would think either you either have a lapse in understanding when you don't build the build the, the organization and the programs or you actually aren't committed to the things that you speak. And so for those who are committed and just didn't know for whatever reasons, they're like, oh, I need to be starting an organization. That's the purpose of the letter. Like the tweets and stuff is cool. Spreading awareness is cool. But some of that, the next, the the, the scientific and logical next step is Developing the organization, yeah, real PE, real programming. Yeah, because that's what that's what we need. That's the fact. That's what class struggle calls for is for us to develop programs for decolonization that are at the very heart of the community that raise the contradictions of the state and to show the masses, the new African masses in your city, that we in fact can be our own liberators. Without that, why are people going to believe in some type of revolution if we can't show? people the revolution first you feel me if we say we want to govern ourselves okay let's practice it through this decolonization program where we're feeding people every sunday let's practice it through our, our grocery program where we're feeding people bi-monthly let's practice it through our health clinic you feel me so we could build to the process of developing a health clinic that will support us during a people's war for liberation you feel me you can't just go out there third phase people's war <laughs> and you ain't got no health clinic you ain't have no doctors you ain't have no nurses you know what i'm saying revolution follows dialectical process and steps you feel me if your foundation ain't strong <laughs> what you gonna do you gonna sink if you build a build a house on sand without <laughs> the proper concrete what's it gonna do it's gonna sink the ocean gonna eat it right up 
same principle, same thing applies to revolution. Steps, steps, steps built off of one another. Positive action, increasing positive action. And, and that's the call for the day. You feel me? Is building from it on because we can talk online, talk online. And yeah, you can get some good analysis out there. But the best analysis helps. It happens in revolutionary cadre organizations. The best leap, the best transformation of self, the best evolution of self comes from joining an organization that is building towards Frovenon, that is building to true decolonization, that is building towards independence. And that's that's what we have to do. Take the skills that you have and wherever you have them, put them towards the organization because it's just, oh, I got this skill and I'm doing this one thing as an individual and I'm in a silo. You just essentially just replicating uh, neoliberalism under this guise of, oh, I feel, you know, I want to do something. But it's just at the end of the day, it's just charity it's neoliberalism. Joining an organization, a revolutionary cadre organization, is what will lead to true protection of our people. You feel me? Because it is, yeah, we, we do have to develop self-defense. You feel me? So if somebody puts a, puts a hand on us, send them back to the grave. <laughs> you feel me? Like that is in our human right to defend ourselves. But right now, the call of the day is building programs for decolonization and various uh, locales around uh, where new Africans are. That's what we got to do. You feel me? Class struggle for national unity. That's the phase we is in right now. We have to build national unity because what good is armed response, is a mass armed response if the new African nation doesn't understand why it's happening. You know, if you look at the Eritrean uh, Liberation Front, you feel me? The the gorilla was providing food. The gorilla <laughs> was providing uh, safety and safe passage for the people. You feel me? That's that's the role. The gorilla is studying four hours a day. You feel me? And that's that's the mindset we have to think. Let's be servants of the people. You feel me? That's what that's what a true soldier is. <laughs> that's what a new African soldier is. <laughs> and I, I know it in this when you have that natural again response to seeing your people gunned down day in and day out, seeing your people uh subjected to prisons and county jails at alarming rates, right? Seeing your people subjected to living on the streets, seeing your people subjected to all the uh, ills of poverty in addition to, excuse me, going out grocery shopping and being killed in a grocery store, right? It's hard to tell somebody to be patient and organize. But the fact of the matter is, is like the reason why these things are happening is because of the organization of a white supremacist capitalist system, right? Uh, so there is going to be a lot of work to do and it's not a quick fix, but you know, the, the we goal is against for, you know, a pan European neo fascist front. And the goal is just to create the world for the next generation the same way our ancestors, you know, didn't get to experience the life that we experience right now with this little bit, I guess, of more freedom on this expanded plantation. Uh, that's that's the goal for the future, right? And so we gotta we gotta build these programs if we don't want the babies dealing with the same stuff we're dealing with. We gotta put we gotta uh Grasp the grasp the ideology of we don't want these babies dealing with the same thing that we was dealing with, and you see it with the gorillas in in a in, in Arichia, right there in the trench, studying three to four hours a day. After working from six to eleven, and then boom, finish studying, we back on my night shift four to seven, you know. And so there's just a lot of a lot of work to do. But like Julius Nairi said, we in the name we working to build a nation. It's gonna take a long time. Uh, so call for the day is to build the organization to educate yourself and it's going to take time you know people's programs is headed to its fifth year um and we got you know a lot more work to do over the next five years but it's 
if we all here doing our work over here, the folks in Buffalo doing their work, the folks in Indiana doing their work, the folks in Chicago doing their work, the folks in LA doing their work, the folks in Sacramento doing their work, the folks in Brooklyn doing their work, the folks in Harlem doing their work, the folks in Cuba doing their work, the folks in Africa doing their work, we gonna Culmination see. You know what I'm saying? All energy. that we gonna see. It. Come on. And so we gotta have we gotta have our faith amongst all of this. And so again, the reminder with this what we can learn. Uh, right, we say repression raises consciousness, so we can learn one the need to organize the new African community, and two, the U.S. is a fascist nation. For some reason, you get, uh, I don't know if you saw Biden say white supremacy is a poison. You chief white supremacist. What do you mean? See, you chief CEO of the white supremacist. Brother, audacity. And that's, that's, that's straight liberal Democrat propaganda. You know, they're going to use it and say, oh, we ain't Trump. Like, y'all is a part of the same system for Republicans to exist, the Democrats have to exist. It's a dialectical connection between both of them, and they need both to sustain <laughs> this apartheid, genocidal. You state just sent three hundred. It was three hundred and thirty-eight million to the Ukraine. Thirty-three billion dollars. Thirty-three billion dollars. I to think the it was Ukraine. even close to forty billion towards the final. To, to the Ukraine. To well, neo-Nazis. To neo-Nazis, nigga, you are well, you are the poison that you speak of. <laughs> and you is, are the poison that you speak of. Yeah, if we look at the nigga who came in and shot up. All them new Africans was wearing the same insignia. insignia as the neo-Nazis in the Ukraine who the U.S. just sent $38 billion to. And then he has this nerve to get on. Who did he learn? Who did the, who did the neo-Nazi learn this shit from? The Ukrainians. The neo-Nazis in, in, in Ukraine. And you're going to say that white supremacy is a poison? You can't make that. Like, they spit in our faces. That's the, the point of neoliberalism, right? Come on. As if Joe Biden didn't just... Send troops to Somalia? <laughs> Didn't just install a neo colonial state there and then send troops to the continent? Well, y'all, y'all, is a poison. Is y'all Africans gonna put a Somalia flag in your in your uh, bio the same way y'all is putting the Ukrainian flag? But we got to look at what we up against is fascism. What we up against is Mind a pan control, European front. We up against this is why we have to be anti imperialist, right? Because fascism knows no border. Imperialism knows no border. The sun never sets under the so-called American empire. If we look at the Azov, uh, which has been a neo-Nazi battalion in Ukraine that has been supported and funded and armed by the West, by NATO, that has been a training ground for neo-Nazis throughout the whole world. Neo-Nazis from America have went to Ukraine to go train with Azov battalion. The uh, uh, mass uh, attack in Christchurch, New Zealand, right in the in the masjid in the mosque, right he literally was in connection with Azov. Azov members posted the manifesto, and now who did uh, this white supremacist, neo-fascist, uh, neo-Nazi learn from? The Christchurch. That's where your attack. So you see, like, literally the dialectical connection between these mass shooters. And neo-Nazi fascism and imperialism. That's why we have to crush these neo-Nazis wherever they reside. Whether it be in uh, the Azov Battalion, whether it be in the United States of America, whether whether it be in Europe, whether it be the ones installing neo-colonies in the continent, we have to smash fascism. We have to smash imperialism. We have to end capitalism because all of them, capitalism plus racism plus imperialism, is creating fascism. That's what and that that's is. what we up against. You feel me? If Perfect George for y'all. <laughs> Capitalism plus racism. What was the last one? Imperialism. Imperialism. That's how you get fascism, straight up. And people have to realize, and this is why I say, like, 
they have mind control over us because he can the person that just sent 38 billion dollars to the same ideological force that created that cracker that went inside and shot up that grocery store with all them black folks in there coward bro that that's what the these same, motherfuckers is cowards bro that's the same ideology like we that's 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 the same people and he gets he supported the people who built who built the foundation for this guy to walk in they built that that built that belief the ideologic the ideology in him that's what the Azov Battalion did. You sent money to them. And then you're going to sit up here and say their child is the poison of the earth? He's a child of the Azov Battalion. Period, plain blank. Whatever that, that white boy name is that shot up that grocery store, he is a child, a byproduct of the Azov Battalion who Joe Biden sent $38 billion to. Yeah, and then he got on stage and said, white, white supremacy is a poison. Which one is it? Me a byproduct of America, <laughs> land of the free, <laughs> home of the so-called brave. You feel me? Because if we if we trace fascism, if we trace Nazi Nazism, who did Adolf Hitler learn from? America. <laughs> Why was the Central Intelligence Agency taking them neo not taking them Nazis out from Germany and then making them CIA agents? Why was they? Getting their generals and bringing them into the Americans to become American. <laughs> Why was they taking their scientists and bringing them into NASA? Because the, the United States of America is the mother Nazi of them all. <laughs> creating what are we creating these uh, in Ukraine? What are we funding these right wing neo Nazi groups to fight against the Soviet Union? So again, <laughs> us as new Africans here, we have to. Rise up, create revolutionary cadre organizations, and defeat this so-called American regime that has no historical, no political, no moral right to even exist as it's a settler colony. America, down with all settler colonies. America is beyond, is beyond reconciled. <laughs> because whatever exists when positive action takes over this world, it won't even be a resemblance of American colonial and neo-colonial subjugation. We want, like, the word America shouldn't even exist. It should be a thing of the past when we get done freeing this land. So you have to divest from all that. The first thing for new Africans, for black folks to realize, is to realize, number one, you're African. And Africa and America have been diametrically opposed since Europe came into contact with, with Africa, period. Completely, when we say diametrically, completely opposed is what we mean. And so that's the number one thing we have to start when we say decolonize. We have to stop thinking like them because as long as we continue to think like them, this is why they'll do what they do. They'll, they'll have mind control over us. When you understand that your taxpayer dollars, the folks that pay taxes, went to arming, feeding, and building the same unit that birthed that white kid that birth Dylan Roof and all these other crackers that kill unarmed black folks, how could you still believe in that society? Is you have to free, like this cannot exist. This cannot exist at all. $38 billion to the to neo-Nazis and we got uh, you all still a million paying. people that died from COVID this year, died, died from COVID since 2020. You driving billion? around having potholes, student loans, in debt because of healthcare, they're raising the prices on your prescriptions. It's a war on us too. The worker, the worker. I'm at Safeway the other day, and the clerks is talking. They're like, "Shit, I'm working 40 hours a week. I get paid every week, but half the half of each of half of each of my checks goes into the tank. 
but the Ukraine got 38 billion, but the Nazis got 38 billion on your taxpayer dollars because them safe, them niggas at Safeway paying taxes. You can barely afford. You working forty plus hours a week, forty plus hours a week, and you can't living even check by check. Living, but meanwhile, the money that you funding, because that's what imperialism does. That's why we say divest from this, and we need socialism. And that's why we say we gotta fight back. You feel me? Because if you ain't fighting back, you consent to your oppression. You gotta fight back. Because what are they doing when they're taking our tax? They will, that's how they got oppression so down to a science that even if, you know, even us, we, we, we have to pay taxes. I mean, my money went to, my money went to the Azov Battalion. Bruh. My money went to the IDF, the, the Israeli Defense Force, the OPD, LAPD. Sheriff, military, <laughs> Air Force. That's why, but what we're doing, we're fighting back. We're saying we don't consent to this. And if we say we don't consent to this, that means we got to fight back. We got to create the revolutionary cadre organization. We're going to study. We're going to build the programs. We're going to assess the programs. We're going to assess our studying and hopefully build a world uh, that centers the people in the planet before uh, the capitalists and the military. And that's what, that's what we got to work and build towards. And it'll all start to make sense when you start to break free from their colonial mass media machine. It'll start to make a little sense. Huh? It'll start to make sense. Tell me. It'll, it'll get clear. It'll get scary, then it'll get clear. Then it'll get scary again, then it'll get clear again. Then it'll get scary, then it'll get clear. But also, you can't... This is just... When we say dialectics, this is just a natural process of things. Like These things are going to keep happening as long as capitalism... white As long as white supremacist capitalism governs this society, which it always will, until we do something about it. The natural process is... The poor, the black, the third world peoples of the world will constantly be subjected to the violence that this system's produced will be the first to be subjected to it. So when the next pandemic comes around in 100 years, if this system still exists, it'll be niggas. Shit, the next the pandemic first ain't going to be in 100 years. It's going to be probably cool. <laughs> Prisons. Uh, people, <laughs> the next mass shooting, when the next Nazi walks in, unless we have a united military front, that can protect the communities. This will happen again. It's the until this will keep on happening until the world either implodes or the oppressed folks rise up, which we will naturally. We read if you need faith in uh, black folks and oppressed folks rising up. Read a history of Pan African Revolt, a history of Pan African Revolt by C. L. R. James. You talk about uh, uh, Toussaint Levature in Haiti. Talks about uh, the Mau Mau people in Kenya. This is just the now you talks about the folks in Ghana rising up against the pigs. It's just a natural progression. This is what it's just the new Africans are going to rise up. But let's just make sure it's not so sporadic so that we don't have to if we more organized, we can build the society that we want and we can lessen our casualties if we organize. Cuz you read about the folks in uh in South Africa, I can't I believe in South Africa from CL, from history of Pan-African Revolt. I wish I could name the exact tribe, but you know, one day they just got so fed up they it was rocks versus guns because they just couldn't handle it no more, bro. You know, just rocks versus like fuck it. We just like anything is better than this. Shoot, we said in Palestine. <laughs> anything is better than this. Like that's the natural progression of the people because the humans can only take so long. But it's the as we know that the people will get there. Let's provide them the right vessel that can protect and save as many of us as possible. The, the organization, vessel, the structure boom, for our humanity. Come on, let's give them the vessel because it's going to happen regardless. And it's the people that knows history, the people that, the people that I've read, 
the people that know their history, the people that read all these books and post them and talk about them and tweet about them and got these book clubs. It's your responsibility as a person to bring history into the present. That's your responsibility. If not, it's your fault. It's, it's, it's our fault as a collective intelligista. The folks, the folks that I read that have graduated from the academy that understand all of this, it's your fault if you don't make sense of it and apply it in the 21st century. That's what putting the politics in command is. <laughs> your fault. Hella black. Episode 126. Repression raises consciousness. Message to the people.